We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everyone, and welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on this OU Women's Wednesday. I'm Jessica Cooty. When I first had the idea to start this podcast, I wanted to provide a platform to hear the voices of the inspiring and powerful women at the University of Oklahoma. And now just such an important time to be able to hear the two voices of the guests we have coming up on the show today. Two-time national champion with Oklahoma softball, Shay Knighton, and Big 12 first-team outside hitter, Ashlyn Dunbar of Oklahoma Volleyball, also a member of the OU women's basketball team. I'm so incredibly appreciative of these two ladies for joining me to have this important conversation, and I hope you take away as much from this conversation as I did. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama, what a play! Well, super appreciative to welcome in Shay Knighton and Ashlyn Dunbar into the podcast to athletes that had tremendous success at the University of Oklahoma and uh, ladies first of all I want to kind of ask about you know your time at Oklahoma and playing for the coaches of course Ashley you played for both uh, Lindsey Gray Walden and Sherry Cole but Shay for with uh, Patty Gasso just kind of your time at Oklahoma how maybe they inspired you to use your voice now as you're kind of done playing college athletics and you move more into the professional Realm. Shay, I know you guys have talked a lot about how Patty Gasso is big on encouraging you guys to use your voices, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always been something that she's um, encouraged us to do, even before we even stepped on campus. So um, once we got on campus, we weren't afraid to go to her to anything um, or to speak up on anything that's bothering us or going on in our personal lives. And then 
for me, I've always been one to advocate for things that I feel like are unjust, whether it's race, whether it's personal, whatever the case is. Um, and with Coach Gasso, that was never a concern of mine. And she's always been someone that um, will have my back and will speak up with me if needed. And so I think using my platform and being um, a former athlete of the University of Oklahoma helps with that because I've I've been on the big stage and I know what it's like and I know what it's like to also have people look down on you simply for what you look like and where you come from. So just using your voice in any way you can to spread joy and positivity and spread change. Um, yeah, I just want to say that um, with both of my coaches, like specifically coming here for volleyball, a big thing for me was being able to use my voice and be who I wanted to be as a player and a person because I came from a situation where I just felt like I was silenced to where I wasn't able to speak my mind or say anything without consequence. And so that was a really big thing for me moving forward and playing at a new school is that I needed to be in an environment that I felt was super supportive and was going to give me that freedom to be who I am and who I needed to be in order to be successful. And so I think with both Coach Walton and Coach Cole, I've had, um, I've been lucky to be able to say whatever I've wanted and say what I needed and for them to understand, like, um, this is what I need as an athlete and as a person and them to be like, we support you and what can we do to help you? So I, I think that's been something that's super big for me. That's awesome. Well, let's go back to Saturday. You guys are both there. I thought the turnout was amazing. I was incredibly moved by how many people were there. Um, Ashlyn, let's start with you. This time, what was kind of your big takeaway with the numbers and just how many people turned out for the march and rally on Saturday here in Norman? Um, I felt honestly like super emotional, especially whenever um, I started speaking. I was like shaking because like it was not what I expected. You know, I feel like I've only been in Norman for a small amount of time and I feel like it's such a small little town and it's our little college area. And so the turnout that we had was definitely unexpected. And I thought that maybe a couple hundred, but it was really encouraging to know that we have that support and these people who are behind us and stand with us and especially seeing like our coaching staff and a lot of people amongst athletics. Um, that was super, that was super awesome. And so I was really thankful for all the people that came out and it just made me feel like I wasn't alone or like I wasn't the only person who cared a lot about something and like there were so many people who were passionate there and just really wanted to see change and I think that's really encouraging because I feel like our generation and even the generation below us is very very in our own mindsets and like we're very powerful and that we um, feel very comfortable speaking out on what we know is right and wrong. And so that was really encouraging to me. I agree. Like, I, I didn't realize that there was that many people there until we were waiting for everyone to come to the Oval so we can start, like, the talking and the speaking. Um, and I was very, very emotional. I remember I was trying to shout out um, Black Lives Matter and whatever else was being shouted out, but I was so, over, like, overwhelmed with just emotion that I was just crying but I felt it and it was something that I needed to feel. Um, and I think everybody needed to feel it. and it was so cool to see how big the turnout was and that people um, of athletics were there and they saw us as people and not just athletes. And I think that's a huge thing for anybody to be seen as a person rather than what your title is as an athlete, as a CEO, whatever your title is, is you are a person first, we're all human beings. And so 
to see so many people out there wanting to promote change and um, being out there to have a voice and share their voice was really cool. And hearing other athletes speak like Ashlyn and Anna and Justin. And I think it's really cool that we are able to use our voice and we're all comfortable to use our voice. And um, we have the, we have the support to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So Shay, I was with you guys and we were kind of at the front and then I kind of hung back a little bit to try to get a little bit of video. And I was at the corner when we made the, the corner turn uh, back into the street that walks into the oval. It was incredible when you saw the people from both sides, like the going this way at the corner, uh, how many people just kept marching. And then I stood up and Ashton, you probably had a better view of it than any of us when you were up there speaking, just how many people were out on the, on the oval, the lawn of the oval. I, I was just really overwhelmed. I, it was so powerful the whole day um it's kind of like you said Shay at times it's kind of like you kind of get overcome with emotion I can only imagine how you guys felt in that you mentioned a lot of the athletics department um people that were there and it was almost every coaching staff was there I believe there were a lot of the senior administrators um staff just from from you know all really all phases of the athletics department why is that so important for you guys to have support in this area when you guys are kind of, again, trying to use your voices to make change to have those people in, in your back back corner. Shay, I'll let you start. Um, I think for me, it all starts like with the recruiting process. So many coaches say, we have your back, we support you and all these things. And so you trust that when you come to the school, whatever school it is. And so I think for me to see so many people in the athletic department out there supporting us and some even coming to find me and talk to me and actually have a conversation as a person rather than what did you think of, of this? What did you think of that? It was more of how are you doing? Like trying to feel me on a personal level. And I think that's really cool for athletes to have because we come here for athletics. Obviously we want to continue our sport in college. And some of us um, want to have that dream of being in the Olympics or being professional, whatever the case is. And so when you have the backing of, the athletic department, it means, and it shows that you are more than just an athlete to them. You don't always, it's not always about money for them. It's about you being healthy, you being there and feeling safe. Um, and so I think it's just, it's, it speaks more than they could ever know. It's just their actions. I'm, I'm an actions over words kind of person and to see them out there and actually taking a stand and standing with us um, is something that I couldn't thank them enough for because it's very, very important, especially for myself. Yeah, I thought it was so important to have them there and to have them supporting us because um, I feel like oftentimes, like, it's so easy to get caught up in what we can do in our sports and all the accolades that we've achieved and how, like, great we are on the court. But I think it's so different for someone to take a look outside of what you do um, for a university as their athlete and what you're trying to do as a person for the human race and the entire world. And it was super important to have them there for me just because I think um, a lot of the times people will assume like, oh, they're athletes or they're black people, they're uneducated, they don't know, blah, 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 blah. They need to stick to their sports. They need to do this. When in reality, like we're human beings, we get our educations, we're student athletes, we're students first. Um, and I don't feel like you need a college education to tell you what's right and wrong with the human race and what's right and wrong with wanting to have basic human rights. And so to have them there and to show their support, I think is just so powerful because 
people, even though they're coaches of our sports, people like look up to them and they have so much power and so much influence over so many people and they're respected. And so for someone of that high power to respect you as a human being and to be there for you um, outside of athletics, I think speaks volume to everyone else who sees you in athletics and for them to be like, oh my God, like, yeah, they're more, they're people, they're more than just what we see on the court every single day and like they're trying to make a real difference and so just being able to have so many people support us through that is just really big too. Hey you brought up a good point you, you said you know you had people come up to you how are you doing I think that's important too so Ashton just can you take us through and listeners through just kind of the emotions that you've kind of gone through over these last few weeks and I know it didn't start with with George Floyd it's been an ongoing conversation that's been needing to be had but it just kind of seems like Obviously, it's kind of brought out a, a lot of different um, with, the, with the rallies and the protests. Just what, what have the emotions been for you guys over these last few weeks, especially? I have gone through so many different emotions over the past few weeks that it's just been like a roller coaster because, you know, you see things at first and you're mad and it makes you angry and you're tired. You're tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. And then you're hurt. I've cried a lot through the past couple of weeks just um, in conversations and just feeling like it's just never going to end and it's going to be an ongoing cycle. And I think the biggest thing that I've had is conversations about just wanting to have a family and just thinking about your future and not wanting to bring a child into a world that's like this and to know that, that I could bring a child into a world that could take him or her out just as easily as I brought them in for no reason other than the color of their skin. And so I felt like hurt, I felt anger, I felt frustration. Um, I think just trying to educate people can be a very frustrating process because um, you're just trying to be calm, you're trying to give them the information and then sometimes people retaliate with things that are just, you just feel like are so unnecessary or just so uninformed and then that's when you start getting mad all over again. And so it's just been like so many different emotions, but I think overall like what I've been wanting to do is just be more loving and caring and because there's already so much hate in this world and so many horrible emotions that have been going on and I think just trying to inform people and come from a place of love instead of hate and anger and frustration and just really really learning for myself to be more patient and just take that time to reflect so she nailed it on the head <laughs> like there's like that's literally what it is like you try to you want your emotions to be shown but at the same time when you're trying to educate people and let people know what's what the real deal is you can't you can't let your emotions get in the way because then you seem like you're the angry black woman or the angry black angry black man when all you're trying to do is educate and let people or make people understand how you are feeling every single day of your life um, and it's scary because I, my nephew was just born five months ago and he's born into this and he's so young, but now it's like, we have to have a conversation with him. His mom has to have a conversation with him at a super young age where he probably really does not understand, but he's going to have to because he's, he was born into a situation where the color of your skin makes you seem like you're an armed person, that you are a threat that you shouldn't be where you're, where you're at. Um, and it sucks. And so I think your emotions are all over the place. Like I can't sleep sometimes because I'm always just thinking of the what ifs. And, but at the same time, I'm happy because I can see 
changes are being made. But then, like she said, people are retaliating with you saying, no, this is how it, how it is when you're like, this is my life. Like I would know more than you because I live it every day. So it, it's that constant battle, but it's a battle that needs to be fought. And I'm glad to see it's like a worldwide thing of this needs to change. And it's being fought by so many people of so many races, of so many ethnicities, of so many backgrounds. Yeah, I think that that's so important because it is like, I would never understand that. And I think it's important that, you know, we realize that if we don't come from the same situation, you can't pretend to know how you feel, Shay, or how you feel, Ashlyn. So when you talk about the education, what, where do you point people? How, how do people continue to educate themselves so that they do might better have a better understanding and, and stay knowledgeable and, and educated on these, these types of issues that you're talking about? Um, there are many um, organizations and um, online websites that you can look up and yeah, some of them are like wrong, but at the same time, it's educating yourself and asking questions of people that have gone through it. And just by you simply signing a petition, you put your email in and then they continue to send you newsletters of different things. So you're learning that way by just signing one petition. You're learning that way by going on whatever website it is and seeing what's going on in the world rather than you staying in your own bubble and being like, okay, well, I saw this on TV. So that's all I'm learning. When you could easily crack open a history book, when you could easily go online, you, you use your phone every day. Why don't you just go on online and find something to teach you, ask questions. Um, it, it, it sucks because this conversation is very, very uncomfortable, but if you are able to have a conversation of retaliating what I'm saying, you're strong enough to sit there and have a conversation of what makes me uncomfortable um, and why it makes me uncomfortable, what's been going on for 400 plus years that has not changed. And it, it's, a, it's time where it has to change. It's, everyone's like, it's 2020, things are different. This is gonna be the year. Well, yeah, this is the year for change. This is the year for you to sit down and think about what's going on outside of your bubble that can make everyone feel safe, that can make everyone feel comfortable um, and not fear for their life when they see police lights in their rearview mirror. Yeah, I think education is just, it's so big. And I've always thought like knowledge is power and I never personally feel comfortable talking on things that I don't understand. And so like, that's why I choose to educate myself because I want to understand and I want to know and there's so many documentaries that you can watch and there's so many petitions that you can sign. And even though social media may not always have the facts, it gives you, it gives you a little, like a little bit of information to go fact check. So you can find something on social media and if you wanna know whether it's true or not, then you can go into the internet, you can look it up and you can fact check everything and you can get the information that you need um, pretty quickly. And so I think definitely educating yourself, but also wanting, like you have to want to be educated. No one can try and tell you um, this is what's happening if you don't want to listen to it, because at the end of the day, you're just listening to respond. You're not listening to learn. And so make sure that you educate yourself as much as you can. And even, even being a part of the Black community, like I don't know everything about every single incident that's happened because there's just so many. And so to realistically educate yourself on every single situation would be very, very hard. But um, every single day I continue to look up things. I still try to figure out information for myself because I want to make sure when I'm speaking on something, I know what I'm talking about and I'm properly educating other people if they want to come to me and they want to ask me those questions.
questions. And I know like being friends with someone that's a person of color um, has been really beneficial for my friend group because that's made them feel comfortable to be like, hey, Ash, like I don't under, I genuinely don't understand this. Can you explain it to me? And that's, that's huge to have a friendship where they can come to you and ask you that question so you can educate them and being that friend that's going to be like, I totally understand. Like, let me tell you why I feel this way or why this is going on. So just being understanding with your friends, I think is really important too as a way of education because um, they genuinely care and they want to know. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. And that, that's kind of one of the points that I wanted to be to make is that you guys are open. You you want people to come to you. And I mean, you guys have such big voices and everybody that are fans of softball, of basketball, of volleyball, know who you are and you are open to helping, you know, educate and, and you, it's, you want people to come to you to help, uh, you know, again, uh, continue this education and continue this, this conversation. And I think, you know, speaking of that, we've seen a lot of the stick to sports and that's not even just with the athletes. It's been with sports writers. It's been with sports casters, people that cover sports in the media that are, you know, writing about it, maybe doing uh, feature stories about it. We've seen a lot of the stick to sports. Why is it so important to not just stick to sports? I mean, you guys have mentioned how big the platforms are, but it, it, it's so much bigger than just playing volleyball and just playing softball and sticking to that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, like I like I said earlier, just like you don't you don't need a college education to tell you what's right and wrong morally. Um, but it's just like a common misconception that we are uneducated simply because we chose to be athletes or that's the avenue that we have chosen to take for our life and like what we want to pursue. Um, but it's not. And I very much educate myself on a lot of things politically. Um, and I have my moral beliefs that I stick strongly to. I'm a very firm believer in God. And so when it comes to a lot of different things, I'm just like, this is how I feel about it. And this is this. And it's very important, I think now more than ever, especially in this situation for people to understand that we are not talking about politics when it comes to racism. We're talking about our lives that we live every single day. And for you to think that we wouldn't be educated on how we live would just be completely ignorant and completely wrong for you to misinform yourself or misinform other people but um i just think that it's important for people to understand that we are educated and that we do have an opinion and that just because we've chose to do a certain profession that you may not see as really a job or something that takes an education or takes someone to have a decent amount of knowledge doesn't mean that we are uneducated and so i think it's really important for people to listen to us because we are humans and we all have our opinions and this is our lives that we are living. It's not just a political debate. I agree. I think being an athlete, especially playing softball, softball's always been considered like a predominantly white sport. So for me growing up, I was automatically looked at as, oh, you're playing softball? Why didn't you run track? Why didn't you play basketball? Why didn't you do other things that are considered a black sport? And so for me, my education of myself, of my background, of my race, of my ethnicity was early. And to me as an athlete, like you have to learn and educate yourself. So then you, so that when times like these do happen, you have a platform and you have the knowledge to educate others. Um, and I think that like, when people like stick to, stick to just your sports, stick to athletics, it's 
I'm a person first. Like I could quit this sport right now, but I am still a person. I still have feelings. And I think as an athlete, we have to be more knowledgeable than we, than we are perceived to be um, because we are always in situations where we're, we are looked down upon. Um, and we are looked at, like Ashton said, that we just play our sport and that's it. Um, we go to school, we are student athletes, we do get an education because when this sport is done, whatever a sport is, we have to be able to go out into the world and have a job. We have to be able to pay the bills. We have to be able to um, have a home for ourselves, for our future families, whatever the case is. And so I think the misconception of us just being athletes and not having knowledge, like it, it's hurtful because when you talk to us, you you understand and you can hear in our voice that we are that we are educated, that we do have knowledge, that we know what we're talking about. Um, and like Ashton was saying, this is not political. This is not a political war. This is a human race war. This is equality for everybody. This is something that everyone should feel. Um, and there should never be a day where people can make you feel small simply because you're an athlete and that's considered your job. My job to me is to be a human and my job is to share my beliefs, to share what I know, to share what I feel. And then on the back end, yeah, play my sport and do what I love to do. You guys feel a sense of, I don't want to say pressure, but maybe responsibility to make sure that you're utilizing your platforms and using your voices in these types of conversations and, and in these situations. Because Shay, softball has a huge following. Oklahoma softball has a massive following. Yeah, I think so. Um, we... I think as an athlete in general, regardless of your sport, you touch so many lives of people all over the world. Some don't even know you. They just watch how you play and they fall in love with you. And so I think as an, as a softball player, um, I, I try to just use my platform in any way I can to educate and to let people know one about Jesus, because I'm a firm believer in that. And then two about being yourself, being authentic and being real um, and, and not having your blinders up because you can always see the fun and the nice things that we do as athletes that we get to travel and have all this fun. But at the same time, and I want people to know me for who I am, for what I stand for, where I come from, um, and what it means to me to be a African American female athlete. Um, and I think that my platform, I, I don't, I didn't really think that it would get to where it is right now and all the followers and the people that, want to be in touch with me and love to meet me. I think using my platform with that many people is how you can touch the world and reach lives that you didn't even know you could reach. Um, sometimes it's scary because you have your platform of, of the good things and the light, but behind the screen, like sometimes we live dark lives. Sometimes we don't like who we are, but we have to put on this face of we're an athlete. I have to go out and do my sport. And then I have to deal with it on my own. When in reality, there's so many people that are dealing with things, um, whether it's race, whether it's whatever the case is, you're dealing with things. And that's why I think using your platform to be a light, but also to educate is very important. And if you lose a couple followers along the way, so be it. If you're doing something that's right, then continue to do it. Yeah, I think that our platform is so important because I know personally for me, like, I posted a couple things and a lot of, I got a lot of response from it. And it's just like, I don't want people to think that I'm like the voice for every single athlete or every single, you know, and it's just kind of like, I can only speak on what I know and what I personally experienced and what I believe in my heart. 
And so sometimes people are going to agree with you and sometimes people are going to criticize you and sometimes people are going to support you and it just kind of goes either way. Um, but I think that just being able to get that information out there and just at least letting your voice be heard um, is super important because if I don't say anything at all, then I'm just as guilty as the people that I'm mad at for not supporting me. And I think that's also wrong. And so as hard as it gets sometimes, because um, I know like not everyone's going to agree with me. I know I'm going to have critics. I know that people may not like what I have to say, but at the end of the day, it needs to be said. And I think that it's super important that we do we do say what we feel and say what we know um, because people deserve to hear us and we need to know that we deserve to be heard. So yeah, you mentioned one of the posts that you put, you know, you had a picture of you playing volleyball and then you had a picture at you at one of the protests and you said, if you don't support me here, don't support me here. Kind of take me through the, that post and kind of what it represents for both of you guys, kind of, you know, for fans of you guys that, you know, you need support all the way around, not just in your respective sports. Yeah. So for me personally, it's just kind of like the stick to sports thing, really. And I know like just from my own experience and what I've seen, it's like so many times African-American athletes will be praised and like, wow, your athletic abilities are so great. Like you can win championships, you can win games, you can win titles, you can do all these great things, but it's only cool to watch you. You don't need to be a part of my family life. You don't need to be a part of this and that. Um, but I'll, I'll watch you play sports. I'll watch you win games. That's exciting. And so it's just kind of like, if you can't support me when my life is on the line and like when something is really, really matters to me, if I get taken out of this world on the streets, I don't get to come in and play in a uniform and play for you and for you to support me and have fun and praise me and all this and this and that. And so I think for me, it was just like so important. Like, how can you come to a game and be like, oh, wow, she's such a great athlete and then come and smile and shake my hand and praise me and just smile my face like, wow, like you're so great. I look up to you. And then when it comes to the real deal, when it's really time to support me and just support my life and my beliefs to just turn the other direction and just not say anything like I just don't that's something that I will never understand and I think that just goes along with understanding that we are human beings and that we do more than just play sports and if you can't support us outside of sports if we don't matter to you outside of sports then there's no way that we can matter to you in sports because at the end of the day if we don't matter in one part of our lives then we don't matter at all and so I think that was just kind of how I was feeling whenever I posted it. Just like know that we are more than athletes and that this is our lives that we are talking about and know that it's just as important for you to support us here as it is to support us on the field, on the court and whatever it may be. I think her post was very powerful and I've seen it with other athletes, but I think it's true. Like we are human beings. We have a heart. We like I said earlier, like this sport can get taken away from us and what left do we have to stand on but our own beliefs and what we, what we stand for and how we were raised. Um, and so I think that like, if you, if you can sit there and like she said, smile in my face and praise me, but when I really need your help and I really need you to stand for something and stand for me like you do when I'm on the field and you can't, I, I, don't, I don't need you to praise me then at all. Um, it's, it sucks because I feel that it happens a lot, um, whether race things are happening in the world or not, which they are every day, but when it's magnified like this, it, it's something that like takes you back and like, really are these people that 
are watching my games and coming to my games, are they really here for the amusement of me actually playing a sport and the, the sport in general, or are they here to then criticize me later when I stand up for myself and I speak my mind? Um, and so it's tough being an athlete, but I like it because you have a voice, you have a platform to give and it's important to use it. Um, and those who don't understand that I'm a human being before I'm an athlete, um, I, I play my sport to, for myself. I don't play it to amuse you. So if you think that my amusement on the field is good for you, but you can't support me when I need you to use the eyes that you see me as an athlete with, then I don't need you to support me at all. Let's, let's talk about the, the Black Lives Matter and the argument that all lives matter and you know the, how that's kind of come up a lot with arguments. It's not that you guys aren't saying and that the message is not that every life doesn't matter. It's just that all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. And Lincoln Riley said that the other day in his press conference. And then I saw, um, I think it was um, maybe it was, there was a pastor that, that tweeted about you know, how Jesus left the 99 sheep to go find the one. And, you know, just that there's so many messages that, that kind of come with that, that it's, it's not about every life mattering, but it's just, there's not until every life is equal, all lives can't matter. Just kind of take us through that and, and why it's important to, for people to realize that message. If you're going to say all lives matter and when a black person is killed in the street for no reason or killed in her home while she's sleeping for no reason, you cannot tell me that all lives matter. Because if that was the case, you would be furious, like we are, that someone died over nothing. So I think that no one has ever said that all lives don't matter. That's not the case of what's going on. That's not the idea of why we are protesting and why we are angry. It's the fact that you saying all lives matter, but not backing up black lives by not backing up brown lives. Like it, I get what they're trying to say, but they don't understand what we are trying to say either. They're seeing their one side instead of seeing what all lives matter really means. Um, and so, like you said, until Black Lives Matter, it's hard to say that all lives matter because they don't. If all lives mattered, everyone would be furious and everyone would be wanting to make a change to get people to understand that Black lives do matter and Black lives are encompassed in all lives matter. Um, so until that, that day, until people understand what we mean by Black Lives Matter, then it's, then yeah, people are gonna be angry when you keep saying all lives matter. Well, is your house, my house is on fire, but yours is not, but you want me to water your house first before getting to mine? Like your house isn't the one in jeopardy. You're not losing your life. You're not losing your house. I am right now. So help me get my life back on track and then we can help each other. And that's what I think the big idea is. Help one to help all. Yeah, I think she explained that perfectly. And I'm like, honestly, so overhearing the conversation of all lives versus black lives, because I feel like it's so plain and simple that it's been dumbed down to the most simple levels and explained in so many different ways, like you said, with the houses being on fire and like with going to get one sheep, even though there's 99 sheep over here, like, 
every life being just as important as one another, but if you can't support the Black Lives Matter movement, then you don't feel that Black lives are as important as all lives, and so, like, that's the whole entire issue, and, like, I've seen so many different metaphors, and I've seen, like, oh, like, if your kid gets a scrape, and there's other kids over there just watching him, you're going to give your kid the band-aid, you're not going to give every other kid a band-aid because they don't need it, like, what's the point of doing that, and so I think she hit it right on the head when she was talking about it. Perfect. Um, let's talk about, you know, the change and you guys, you know, Ashley, when you guys were talking at the rally the other day about not letting up and continuing to use your voices, what changes need to be made, especially starting here at the University of Oklahoma in Norman, right here um, in, in the heart of where we are to start moving and making a positive direction forward? Um, I think just continuing to have the conversation it's like we can't let the conversation die and I think personally just like um being an athlete whenever we come in we have all these meetings um they let us know like we have pros to talk to we can talk to compliance um we can talk about this this and this and I think that would be really beneficial to have another meeting like if you want to talk about um, being a black athlete or just like these issues that are going on and continuing to have that conversation and making it a part of coming to the University of Oklahoma, I think that would be super huge. And I know there's a whole bunch of freshman orientations and different things that you can attend um, as even just a freshman in general, you don't have to be an athlete that you can go to on campus and just making that a part of the campus and making that an option because I don't think one time coming to a new school or like coming to a school at all, anyone's ever said to me like, hey, there's this option for you to come and talk about um, the issues of being a black athlete or anything that you may feel. And I've never had that conversation with anyone. So I think making that accessible to everyone would be a really big step in creating change and allowing the conversation to continue. I think those things need to happen more often than just at the beginning of the year. So if those things yeah. happened maybe four or five times a year or even four or five times a semester, um, I think it would be more beneficial because then it's in the face of everybody. And if you continue to be ignorant about it and not learn about it, like that's on you because it is in your face. You have so many avenues to learn and you still decide that what you think is right. Um, and so I think the whole diversity training and all that, that needs to be continued all the time because it, things happen every single day. Um, whether it's in the sorority, a fraternity, in the athletics department itself, um, people, just anybody and everybody needs to have a time and a place where they can be um, learning about issues like this um, because it happens every single day. And I also think that people should not be afraid to lose a friend if that friend is being racist, if they are being rude, if they have hatred on their heart. I think it is time where people, you have the knowledge and why don't you use it to benefit your friend circle to then benefit everybody else around you. Um, so it's just something that needs to be constant and in the faces of everybody, not just athletics, um, because I see it more outside of athletics than I do within the student body of athletes. So, Yeah, I think it's so easy when you start playing sports and then you just kind of get on that grind and then you kind of forget to take a step back and how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, you just kind of, just kind of get in this bubble of, of your world and, and what you're working on and you kind of forget that there are other things that we still need to be addressing. So, I mean, that's kind of something that I've had to take a step back and realize, okay, I've got to, 
I can, I mean, it, I care that you guys are hurting, you know, and I, I think it's important for us to remember that and, and not just that, Oh, we got a game to go to, to tomorrow, you know? So just remembering that there are other things outside of sports kind of going on and that you guys have feelings, you know, and all athletes, you have feelings beyond just kind of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis as an athlete. What final thoughts do you guys have, you know, that you kind of messaging that you guys want to kind of get out? I think this has been an incredible conversation. Um, I think a lot of people will be able to take a lot away from this, but in closing, just kind of what, what would be your final thoughts and you want people to kind of take away from this? Um, I think just be comfortable being uncomfortable because everyone is feeling it right now. Um, and be comfortable to have those uncomfortable conversations um, because it's something that needs to be had and it's, it's time. It's been past time that things need to change. Um, and so if you need to anyone out there, if you need someone to ask questions to, if you want to learn and you want to understand, um, you can reach out to me anytime any platform of mine, whatever it is, I am glad to answer questions. And I will tell you if I don't know anything, but I will get back to you with any kind of answer that I find um, because I think that it is, it's very important to educate others as well as educating myself. Um, so I think it's just taking the initiative to educate and learn and understand that this won't go away until everybody of every race of every color can come together and fix it for the betterment and for the safety and for just the peace of mind of everyone involved. Um, the last thing that I would say is just being open-minded. And I think that's going to go a long way because I think something I've also seen a lot is just people who have learned certain things as they've grown up and just not being willing to change. And I think something that I grew up with was just my mom always allowed me to think for myself and always allowed me to have my own opinions and so educating yourself and being open-minded and being and knowing that it's okay to change your mind about something that you don't have to stick to something if you don't believe that it's right and so um, just continuing to educate yourself stay open-minded to anything that comes your direction because I know like for me there are a lot of things that I don't understand but whenever I take the time to learn about them then I can accurately form my opinion and it just makes me know like what I feel is right in my heart and just to continue to spread love and positive, positive thoughts and positivity in general. So that would be what I would say. All right. Let people know where they can find you on your social media platforms. Um, you can find me at Schlin23 on all social medias, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of that good stuff. Schlin23 is my name without the A. So, How'd you manage to get the same name on everything? Um, I don't know. On the Instagram, I did have to add a little underscore at the end, but I should pop up pretty soon if you just type in the first part. But um, yeah, apparently not a lot of people have Schlin as their name. <laughs> Mine is all Shay Knight in 17 of any form. So as long as you just type in Shay Knight in 17, you'll find me. It should pop up fairly quickly on Instagram, Twitter, Snap. That's all I got. So whatever you find, that's my name. We appreciate both of you taking some time and chatting with us. I can't tell you how much I, it means to me that you guys did this and uh, hopefully we'll continue to be able to have these conversations on this platform. So appreciate your time. You're listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast brought to you in part by AT&T, America's best network. 
Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store, farm fresh for over 50 years. And OG&E, power at the speed of life. OU Athletics, don't forget, you can still renew your 2020 OU football season tickets. Log into your account on Zoonersports.com to view all of your renewal information or call or text the ticket office at 405-325-2424. It's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order, available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Norman Regional offers virtual care so you can consult a doctor on your smartphone. Learn more at normanvirtualcare.com or download the app today. And Othello's, which is available via carryout. Orders can be placed by calling 405-701-4900 or delivery through one of our three delivery partners, DoorDash, Postmates, and Grubhub. Again, that's Othello's. Here's what's on tap brought to you by Philip 66 Live to the Full. We bring you some baseball in the classic broadcast as we take you back to the 2014 Big 12 tournament. And Saturday, it's the 2008 Big 12 football championship game as OU battles Mizzou. Plus, DeMarco Murray joins us on Friday's podcast. Once again, want to thank Shay Knighton and Ashlyn Dunbar for joining us today. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the OU Women's Wednesday Sooner Sports Podcast.